At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. God bless you. The latest stop on Bishop Barber's Poor People's Campaign Mobilization Tour was in Los Angeles. And we're going to be talking more and more with impacted people, as we said before, individuals who are truly impacted and want to talk about their experiences as poor people, as low-wage workers, uh, which more of us fall into that category than I think our pride allows us to admit. But in any event, we went to Los Angeles. I want you to hear from some of the people who are Involved in the Poor People's Campaign as all roads lead to Washington, D.C., June 18th, poorpeoplescampaign.org. And helping me in this coverage in Los Angeles for the Poor People's Campaign, covering the Poor People's Campaign, is none other than a young man who's also a media, communications, mass media major, none other and my very own son, my only son, Minra Mapfumo. He'll be carrying some of the duties on today's show and talking to some of the good people in Los Angeles. And who better to begin with than Bishop Barber himself? In light of Buffalo, what is the relationship between poverty, gun violence, and mass shootings? Well, one of the things is the same people that are blocking... Um, laws that would lift the poor are the same ones that are spewing so much of this racist violence and rhetoric uh, uh, claiming that you know the whole society is at threat because of black and brown people and this rhetoric that's being spewed is so vitriol it's, it, it can get in the minds of people and it can what we call radicalize them. The real question about the killer is not who is he but who radicalized him because from the president uh, Trump to Fox News to Congress people you hear this radicalization going on secondly uh, you know this business of death uh, is just too broad in this country and we accept too much of it a million people die from COVID Lot, poor people died five times higher in some ways not a time of mourning uh, we keep having mass deaths, and we talk about it for a day or two, and then it goes away. Uh, even before COVID, we had a quarter million people dying a year from poverty, 700 people a day, and hardly a whimper being said about it. We have to decide that we're not just going to be quiet and accept death anymore. And then lastly, we have to see this attack of what happened in Buffalo is connected to the season of violence that we're in. I mean, go back to... University of Virginia when they were shouting Jews will not replace us. This whole replacement theory that has its roots in, in some parts of Europe and Nazism as well as here in America is violent in and of itself because it's always trying to point out who has to go in order for people, for some people to live. And if you push that to the nth degree, 
it always means somebody's got to be destroyed. Right. Somebody has to be killed. If you're talking about replacement, we have to say this country is not about who do we replace. It's about who do we come together, how do we repair the divisions and repair the breaches, not how do we replace people. Replacement theory is so dangerous in so many ways. So we have to say, yes, there were 10 or 11 people killed in Buffalo, they were black, but it's really a killing of us. It's a killing of our soul. It's a killing of our hopes and dreams. And I hope that folks don't isolate in this moment. And we just have a summit on black death, and then we have a summit on Chinese death, and then we have a summit on it. Why not we take on what the vice president called this whole epidemic of violence and death and decide that we're going to build a community committed to the lives and the well-being of all people. Then lastly, everybody that promote, promotes, if you check the record of these politicians, every one of the politicians that promotes guns and selling guns and being able to get guns any way you can also support voter suppression. You got to check the record. Same people. Same people that vote for blocking living wages are the same ones that vote supporting all these guns. This guy was was in tactical gear. Gear that shouldn't be just that easy to, to, to you shouldn't be able to just get and walk around with it. So that's why there has to be a coming together to challenge all of this extremism, not in silos, but as a fusion moral movement. Yes, the last question is, how do you feel about the mobilization on June 18th? I'm feeling good about it. Uh, I have mixed feelings. You know, I'm 60 years old almost, and I'm sometimes I get bothered that we still have to do it, but I'm glad that I'm alive to do it. Yes, and it's not just us mobilizing. I was looking at something the other day and said, there have been over a thousand gatherings in the midst of COVID workers fighting for their rights, people saying you're not going to throw me out of the house. There's something going on in this country and in the world, and I feel people are responding from every state in this uh, country. Uh, every race of people are responding, uh, people from religious communities, people from organizations, most of all poor and low-wealth people are leading the way. And, and what I love about them is none of them are talking about this as a day. They're all talking about it as a declaration as an announcement, as a beginning, as a moving forward, as a commitment. You know, the extremists have been committed for 50 plus years to division, undermining our rights. We need a movement now to be say, okay, we're gonna be committed to the next 50 years, stopping what they're doing, turning the tide, doing it with love, justice, and all that. And in the process, we might even win some of those who get caught up and are led astray by all of this extremism. But I'm very uh, thankful to see what's happening all around the country, from the Carolinas to California, from Maine to Mississippi, from Appalachia to Alabama. It's nothing quite like it where all these different diversity of people are coming together saying we won't be silent anymore. What's your name and where are you from? My name is Samuel Vance. I'm from Orange County. Okay. And uh, why are you participating in the Poor People's Campaign? Because this is where God wants me to be. Mm -hmm. Now, the last question I'm going to ask you is, uh, how do you feel about what happened in Buffalo over the past uh, weekend? Uh, I was stunned. Yeah. Uh, it's a sign of the times. Mm -hmm. and that's why we have to be out here like we are now. Yes, Christ's Beatitudes and God's Commandments. Yes, What's your name and where are you from? My name is Curtis Freeman. I'm from Sacramento. All right. Uh, so why are you participating in the Poor People's Campaign? Well, I'm part of the Poor People's Campaign. I'm homeless. I've been homeless. I know what it's like to be homeless. Right. So what is it that you feel can be done at this very moment to help fix your situation? Well, right now, I'm staying in a uh, room key place. Mm -hmm. And 
there's been more money that's been donated towards Moonkeeper that we're not getting. And right now they're talking about at the end of July that we're going to have to move out because we don't have the money to pay for the rent. And I don't understand it. And they're also talking about they're opening up seven new room keys, but where's the money going? Why are we being kicked out? Right. I don't understand it. What's going on with this money? Right. So I'm looking for somebody to find out where's the money going. Okay. So we don't have to move out of our place and be back on the street. What about you, brother? Where are you from? Sacramento. You, you all together? Yes, sir. Yeah. They were just telling us about... These are about the two testifiers. I brought them up. Actually, um, uh, Curtis has uh, started off with me doing basic needs in the Poor People's Campaign while he was homeless. And from there, he made contributions with me and stayed on with the campaign, joined the campaign. And um, from there, he ended up with into uh, a program, him and Benny both, into a program with the Operation Room Key with the governor started here in the state of California. How long has Room Key been in existence? Well, I'll say about about a year and a half or so, maybe, you know, two. But the thing about it is it hasn't been consistent and it hasn't been efficient for, for people today because of the simple fact is they've been promised one thing, but they've been given another thing, which is a false hope. You can't put people in housing and say they're going to be there for permanent housing and then say that you're going to transition them and then now that the time comes to transition them you're taking that transition away economically and telling them to pay for their rent when you have not provided the resources for them to even have economic uh, resource to pay rent you know what i'm saying so you put them inside of a house inside of a building with no resources of economic stability but then over the months that you kept them there for, for any type of health services that they might have needed, any type of, of, of uh, uh, economic resources for food that they could go buy for themselves, you know what I'm saying? None of that was created. It was just put somebody inside of a house. That's just like putting an animal inside of a cage and saying, fend for yourself, you know what I'm saying? But we did give you the cage. And that's the way I look at it. So what has to happen is, not only that, there's people that have been in this program and that the county have that have incomes and what they did what the county has done the money that the state has given them is taking it in reverse and tell the people that have incomes instead of them being there and staying for free they're telling them that they have to pay rent now how's a person that was given a free place to stay able to take that money a little bit of money that they get each month and put in the bank and save up you see what i'm saying so that they can go and find an affordable apartment to live in. They can't because now you're dipping into their income to where they're trying to save to, you know, get to the next level. So so the whole system is kind of like backed up and doing the wrong thing. It's just, what they're doing is they're creating scarcity, you know, to the to the people, you know, that really need help. Why? Why do you think they're doing that? Because it's almost like what Dr. King said, you know, when when our legislators and people that run our civic and state governments start to look at their donors instead of the people that vote for them and the people that they truly are supposed to represent, what would you do is you look to a higher allegiance and then you keep coming back and creating a hell for the poor people that you're supposed to be representing. And that's the problem that we're having today. You know, that they're not 
they're taking the money and doing other things with it. When the, when the pandemic hit, and the, the worst people that were dealing with the pandemic were poor people. You know what I'm saying? People that had no income, people that had nowhere to go to shelter. You know what I'm saying? They should have been the first ones, you know what I'm saying, in line to receive, you know, economic stability. But what we're dealing with now is to where most of the politicians today, they can, like I said, continue to look to the major corporations, major donors, and see what they can do for them. All they want from us is a vote so that they can get into the office, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, create a promise for us. And, and 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 do the best that they possibly can for those that you know that uh, that are their high donors. Is anything we can do to change this? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We have to do more, and more is to mobilize, organize. You know, what I'm saying, register people to vote, and then educate them on what I'm educating them on now, what I'm talking to you about, and start people waking people's minds up. You know, what I'm saying to the urgencies that they're dealing with, because you're not going to be able to do nothing for yourself if you don't have somebody educate you on why you're in the position and why you're in that condition. So the best thing for people, for us to do to, for each other is each one reach one and each one teach one to what we're dealing with in this society. It's between us and, and Main Street and Wall Street. Whose side are you on? Yeah. We aren't on Wall Street side because Wall Street is coming to poor communities and buying up all of the property now and pushing us out even further. Where is that they're pushing us? On the bridges, uh, along freeways, you know what I'm saying? Blight areas of, 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 of uh, fields and parks, you know what I'm saying? Along businesses, you know what I'm saying? Where we have to put tents up. That is morally and ethnologically wrong for what's happening today in this society. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of leaders today that aren't here that are rolling over in their graves saying, what has this society and this system come to? But we have to be the ones to wake people up and say, this is ours. We were promised it. We must make the demand to make them turn back, you know, to a system that works for the people. We the people, the purpose, and we are the promise. And one of those very leaders who's rolling over is Dr. King. Yes, he is. Absolutely. He's, he is the leader that is rolling over because... At the time when he was empowering people to do what we're doing now, what the Reverend Barber is doing and Liz Theo Harris is doing and this campaign is doing, is waking people up to empower them to bring back your get back your get back your power, take back your power. Your power is in your vote and how you change, you know, the the the, the, the direction of how you want things to go. So that's what this campaign is about. How do we get to educate people? How do we get them to register to vote? How do we edu continue to, to show them that, that they do have hope? You know what I'm yes, saying? Sir. The hope is within. You know what I'm yes, saying? Sir. You don't have to worry look for no politician to give you hope. You're the one that gave him the job that he has. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, did you go to him with an agenda, that your agenda, not his agenda, but your agenda? And that's what we have to change. We have to make sure that we have an agenda that we want them to represent us with instead of listening to his agenda that he wants us to support him with. No, it doesn't work that way. Um, what's your name, brother, and your organization? My name is Brother Kevin Carter. I'm with the Poor People's Campaign, uh, which is a national call for a moral revival. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, 
we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So, uh, what's your name? My name is Patrick Rowley. Where are you from? And I'm actually from San Diego. Okay. Uh, I've been working with, I've been homeless and working with the homeless for, uh, few years now and my best friend uh, is a founder of the San Diego uh, chapter of the Homeless Union and uh, and that's through uh, Cynthia Sanchez from uh, Sacramento so we're the San Diego chapter you know they have we have chapters in pretty much different parts of the state and uh, my partner Tim Snyder He's actually the president and director of the downtown, the, or the San Diego area. I'm the chairman of the downtown department in the downtown area. And our primary goal is just to kind of go out and speak with people that are homeless, or been homeless, or near homeless, and just try to give them a little help hand, let them know uh, what's available. We do security work, we do volunteer work, for a lot of different organizations throughout the state of California. And if there's a function that we can attend, we're gonna be there, we're gonna give our aspect on what we do, how we work, and uh, yeah, so we just kinda, just kinda homeless advocates, kinda give them a touch of base that there are resources out there and that homeless is not a crime. Yes sir. You know, we've been hearing, especially in the LA area and the downtown area, you know, there's been a lot of crimes, a lot of activity, and a majority of all these crimes with all over the place are pretty much blamed on the homeless. And you can't just target one particular individual or all individuals in that, you know, it's all over. It's all over, you know. A lot of people don't realize that when you're homeless, you don't realize that they're dealing with a lot of different individuals. They're dealing with people lost their jobs, they're dealing with vets, they're dealing with people with mental illness. So there's not enough help and support out there. So our main purpose is trying to get the help and the support, you know, and all the agencies for the homeless together and build like a foundation or like a little city, like Tech City and stuff like that. Just try to build a foundation for the homeless. Give them an opportunity to feel that they're welcome and not treat them like dirt, you know. We try to give the providing hand to everybody in need all over the world, you know, with all this stuff that's going on now, these wars and these takeovers of countries and stuff like that, people don't realize that's how homeless begins, you know? 
and you could be a big time writer or a big time reporter and you're not going to get the support that you want. People are going to look at you as if you're scum or you're bad news. We don't want that. We want support and love for everybody. Yes, sir. And, and you put, mentioned crime. Aren't homeless themselves victims of crime? Everybody's a victim. Not only the homeless, not only the homeless, but you as, in, as, as well. Gang members, street people, mental ill problems, you name it, it's out there. You know, and just because you have that doesn't mean you're guilty. Just because you're mentally ill doesn't mean you're guilty and you're gonna go out and do something to this man or that man, you know. You've gotta understand that, you know, we are people too. We need the love, we need the help, we need the support. Now realize that 99 to maybe 98% of the homeless, you know, are not out there because they want to be. They're out there because they've had problems, whether it's mental problems, job-related problems, family problems, and now it's even growing. We're getting more teens and children on the streets because of this aspect, and it's gotta stop. The brutality, the, the treatment, the non-funding of housings or organizations and stuff like that, we need to grow. And we need to put the word out there. We need help. And we're asking not only the community, but the county and the statewide to understand what homeless is about. You know, it's all aspects. Everybody on, out here is one paycheck away from being homeless if they're not already homeless. Hello. And a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people are treating the homeless as if they're the bad guy. Well, take the picture, my, my brother. You as well to be the same bad guy that you're mad at the homeless. So we're out here to fight for the right. What is your name, ma'am, and where are you from? My name is Susie Shannon. Um, I'm originally from Chicago, and now I live here in Los Angeles. So what brings you here today? Well, so I work for an organization called Housing is a Human Right, and we fight for housing and basically say that it's a basic right, not a commodity. And so we are the homeless capital of the United States here in the city of Los Angeles. Um, we have 41,000 people who are homeless and we don't have enough housing for them. And it's not a priority for our elected officials, and so we're trying to make it a priority. And um, we're basically saying that, you know, part of basic humanity is to have housing, um, as well as health care and food. And, um, but if you don't have housing, um, you don't have that security that you need, so. So, when you talk about health care, do you think that we all should get free health care, especially homeless people, once they get these, once they get this housing, once they get the security that they need? Absolutely. I think that health care is a basic right. Um, it is in a lot of countries. This is one of the few industrialized countries where this is not a human right to have health care. I mean, obviously, the things that keep us alive, <laughs> um, you know, housing and health care and food, all of that, we should be able to provide, I and mean, we're the, one of the richest countries in the in the in the, in the world. Um, and the fact that we have people who are unhoused, the fact that we have people who go hungry, children who go hungry, children who are on the streets, children who are living in motels, it's unconscionable. So when you when you get these people into their homes and you get them the security that they need, do you agree that they also need jobs to go to doctors to afford this health care that we have to pay so much for? Well, so 
a lot of people who can work do end up working once they get become stable and get a job. Um, it's very hard if you're living on the street to actually go out and get a job. Some people do actually live homeless and they also are working. They're, um, there's literally no major city in the entire United States where you can make minimum wage and still afford an apartment without being rent burdened. There are people in New York who pay almost 90% of their income in rent. Here in LA, they pay over 60% of their income in rent. That doesn't leave much for anything else. That doesn't leave much for food. That doesn't leave much to let keep the lights on um, or anything else. So um, we believe in subsidized housing for people who are extremely low income and homeless and who don't have a job. We believe in that for people who are disabled, for people who, um, you know, are on CalWORKs, which is like the state um, welfare program here. You know, we believe in housing as a basic human right, that no one should have to live on the streets. You know, I started working on Skid Row, I still work on Skid Row, and I have seen children rolling backpacks behind them, I have seen rats running in the gutters, I've seen rats running over people when they're sleeping at night. No one should have to live like that. It is cool, and it's only because we commoditize housing and the prices go up, 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 up. We don't have rent control here, except for like housing that was built in 1978 and before. So that's why if you look around, here, you know, if you go to Skid Row, which is just a few blocks away, you'll see tents, tents and tents and tents lined up. We also have a lot of vacant units here. 70,000 vacant units and 41,000 people are homeless here. That's unconscionable. We have enough vacant units in this city to house every single person who's homeless. Thank you for your work, ma'am. Sure. I hope you continue to work and I hope you get all these people off the street. Thank, Thank you. you. So, what's your name, sir? Robert Aguirre, A-G-U-I-R-R-E. -R -R -E. Where are you from? Uh, San Jose, California, that's where I'm living. Uh, what brings you here today? I'm here for the Poor People's uh, Campaign. I've been involved with the uh, Poor People's Campaign now for, I don't know, eight years, something like that. And uh, so I, I want to be a part of what's going on here, because what we're trying to do is raise awareness. Right. And it's so easy for people to just uh, dismiss these issues that we're talking about and things that affect the poor people. Uh, they're typically people of color. Uh, they're uh, typically elderly, disabled, uh, transgender, or you know, um, gender non-specific. These are all people that uh, the system is designed to exclude them. And because of that, they, they never really get an opportunity to build generational wealth. And by generational wealth, I mean it's somebody who has enough wealth to pass on to their their uh, offspring, right? But if you don't have very much to begin with, you have nothing to pass on. And since you have nothing to pass on, they have nothing to build upon. So every time, every generation, you're starting all over again, and you never get the opportunities that people, the uh, privileged people, have. And uh, it doesn't matter the color of your skin; you could be wealthy. And, and be a person of color. But it's, it's a state of mind, all right? So if, if you are a person that has privilege, you need to check your privilege to see what it is that you can do to improve the lives of other people that are less privileged. And uh, unfortunately, the way our capitalistic system is set up, it's every man for himself and what can I get from me, right? And, and it becomes, um, 
like like with housing, for example, you have people that own multiple housing units, whether it's an apartment complex or it's a second house or a third or fourth, and they rent them out. And so the people that are renting them never have the opportunity to own one. And because all the properties are getting bought up, the prices keep going up, and that makes it further and further out of reach of the normal person. And because you can't get a house, you can't build that foundation for yourself and your family. And as far as like the, how that affects education, if you live in an area where you pay rent, the property taxes are what fund the schools. So if you don't have money coming into your area, your schools are not gonna be at the same performance level as people in a much more affluent neighborhood. So these are all things that feed into it. And the result of not having opportunities is you create opportunities. And that's why crime rate tends to go up in, in impoverished areas. I mean, if you have a lot of money, you don't need to go rob somebody out, right? Because you, you've got, you've got more than you need. But people that look around and they see opportunities in, in somewhere else, it's not where they live, then they're gonna wanna go and find that opportunity wherever that may be. And this is what drives this kind of problem that we're seeing in, in today's times. And this has been going on for a long time. It didn't just start happening, but it's never happened at the scale that it's going on now. You have uh, corporations that are, that are more wealthy than most countries, and those are headed by a few people that spend their money going off into space or, or buying Twitter or doing other things where they could actually solve a lot of these problems. And if they really, really wanted to do something for mankind, they would, they would solve these problems exactly. instead of boosting their ego. And then a lot of times they'll, they'll give a donation, like Mark Zuckerberg gives a billion dollars. Well, that's nothing, right? So it, it tends to just assuage his guilt because he knows that he built it on the backs of the people that are working for him. Elon Musk, uh, no, it was not Elon Musk, uh, Jeff Bezos said, thank you to all my employees and my customers because you made it possible for me to go to space. What the hell? Right. <laughs> I mean, you got people that, that pee in bottles because they're, they're under tight schedules and they can't even stop to do a restroom break. Right. And you got this guy who's going off into space for no reason other than to say, I did it, right? And, and what kind of race is that? We're not looking at the human race, we're looking at a, a lunar race or you know lunatics that are going up into space. This is all wrong. Our, our whole system is built this way. And unfortunately, it's so ingrained in everything that it becomes extremely difficult to break out of that. And this is the sort of thing that we're doing here is we're raising awareness by doing what we're doing. We're trying to let other people see what we see. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. 
by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What is your name and where are you from? I'm Irma Hallwood. I'm a Southern Texas girl, Southern Baptist, and I'm not ashamed to say it. But I'm a, I'm granny of Service Employee International Union 71 here in L.A. Okay. How long have you been an activist? Now you're trying to find out my age. I told you I'm almost 80 years old, a long time, baby. I can go back a long way. Back to when Bradley was here as mayor. So what brings you here today? Because the first thing is my brothers are hurting, include myself. God looks upon each one of us as a whole. All of us is, is his children. And he doesn't want us to suffer. Why suffer when there's millions of dollars? There's more millionaires these days than ever before. So why are we suffering that we can't pay our rent? We can't have health insurance. Accessible, quality health insurance. I'm not talking about somebody that's going to come and, and wait six months to get an appointment. And then they can't tell us what, what our ailment is or treat us. We need accessible, quality health care. Thank you. And I'm a, I'm a hugging woman. Yes, I am. And I'll shout all over you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, baby. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister or brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.